Welcome to the today's episode of 30 Minutes with Mark. I am your host, Mark Ngotonier. And today, I'll be talking explicitly or specifically about the 64th edition of the Grammys or the 2022 Grammys, actually, which were 2021st Grammys. So, in this very special episode, I'm joined by my brother, uh, MJ Wemoto, the host of the African Music Review Podcast. Definitely do check that one out. He does music reviews and he is quite the perfect guest for this one. So we are just going to be talking mostly specifically about the African releases, what we thought about the winners and maybe the way forward. You know, so buckle up. This is going to be a nice one. Here comes. So I just wanted us to, I really wanted to just take like 30 minutes of your time. Not, yeah, man. Nothing more, nothing less. And um, for us to just talk about what conspired yesterday. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let's chop it up. And, and that is the Grammys. The contentious Grammys. Yes. Ah. So, so let's start with the with the with the with what was the good news, but was the bad news for uh, the Wizkid camp, the Wizkid FCs, as they are calling themselves. <laughs> the Wizkid FC, man, ah, crazy. Yeah. Um. Wait, wait. You know what? Let's just start with the good news. If we're starting with the good news, then Black Coffee is the good news. Yes, Black Coffee definitely the good news. Um. If we have to start with the good news, then. Let's start with that one. So Black Coffee wins the dance and electronic category this year, which is quite yeah. a huge one for him and for anyone in that particular category because he was facing the likes of Major Laser, but his album won that one. And I think... I mean, it's Major Laser, it's Marshmallow, it's Selenium in one category with Black Coffee. But I think it's one thing to just compete him with those names. And when you go and listen to Subconsciously, I think when we were talking about this last year, we all agreed that the sound out of Subconsciously was something amazing. Exactly. You see, um, you touched on a point that I... Um wanted to echo which is yo that was a tough category bro <laughs> like that's not a, that's not an easy category and um you see uh especially when it comes to just dance music you have to realize like um it's so it's such a vast um genre in itself just calling it dance music uh and it covers so much um with all the talented DJs and everything else but you know major laser being like Come on, man, it's major late. Um, but I think what Black Coffee really did well was his album really touched um, a lot of corners of the earth. But 
he he also took it back to to his roots, like with the with the South African um, collaborations. Yes. Besides the really big ones like Asha, you know, just your you know more, it's Pharrell and whatever. Yeah. But he really took it back to its to his roots, which he hadn't done in a while. Um, just from a project perspective, it just didn't. Yeah, he did something there, and. I loved the album from start to finish. And um, I, I said this even in my review, um, that it was also the perfect length. You know, I didn't want it to go on forever. It did not go on forever. It was only like, what, 12, 12 tracks. It was a really well-balanced album, but um, yeah, it did touch many corners of the earth um, and a good mix of known and not so known acts. So it was fantastic. I'm really quite happy um, for that breakdown, but also I'm very, very happy for all the talents, as you mentioned, that we are featured in the album. You know, the likes of Telemann, Una Rams, right? Oh, yeah, man. So these are going to be, it it is quite a win. And I think going forward, it has just set ablaze um, the South African industry, specifically the house music. But that hope that things are possible and these can be done has been shown that it can be done. You can compete in the global scale because uh, Black Coffee is not your normal DJ. He is playing in the global scale, right? And and we are seeing uh, things like that now starting to happen with people like Dibian Gogo, who is going to be um, in, the, in, in Coachella this year. Uh, major laser, I mean, major league DJs. We are seeing Shimza as well doing stuff in Belgium and the likes. So definitely, this is going to echo a lot of changes that uh, we, we we might maybe see in the in the in the in the southern part of Africa and specifically for dance music because I think uh, the dance music scene in Africa has been. You know, it's something that is very low key there. But in certain markets, for example, if you go to South Africa, you go to Kenya, you see there are people very specific about this particular sound. And they're executing it in such a way that is so beautiful to re- to listen to. For example, I can give you a project by, for example, Suraj from Kenya, who is a DJ, mm-hmm. quite a very, very nice guy. The sounds are impeccable. They're very, very nice. And other people who are doing these kinds of projects, because I think with uh, the EDM scene or the dance, dance music, you just see a lot of collaboration, a lot of attention to details on the production side. And I think also talking about that, we can also say the same sentiments were echoed in subconsciously. It sounded so rich in sound. And I mean, the mixing and mastering, everything could be heard very, very clearly, very, very cleanly. Like any, each and everything was to the T when you listen to the album. Exactly. And also a big shout out to um, Deben Gogo. Deben Gogo. She's also um, on the Coachella lineup, eh? Um, and um, like you said, <laughs> brah, that is huge. Very that is huge. huge. Like... Um, these South African DJs are doing something, something amazing. And, um, they, they, they're doing well to take, uh, music to the next level. And I think, um, where they've done really well, um, which, which is in contrast to maybe black coffee in a way is 
they've really harnessed the um, the visual side of music, if I should say so, and not necessarily in music videos, but actually harnessing social social media uh, in making their sets more pronounced. Because, like, say, uh, DBN Gogo, um, she had that viral dance, which I know went viral in in TZ as well. <laughs> um, it was it was viral uh, that side. Um, with, with, uh, I remember all the artists like Nandi did, did songs with that, with that dance, like the one with the head. I don't even know what it's called. Um, but they were leveraging, um, the ability to take videos of them really vibing to their own sets. And, um, with major league DJs, they were vibing to, yeah, they were doing the, the balcony mixes. I have seen that one with the major league DJs and... Even the last uh, event that Dib and Gogo curated, uh, the Ballantines and Boiler Room in South Africa, where you know, yeah. um, Uncle Waffles also performed there. He she had a set, and I think it serves us best to also mention Uncle Waffles as um, that trend of the visuals that you are talking about that is propelling the oh, music. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! On, on, on that side. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. And funny enough, you say this, I'm actually working on a video, video, uh, just for my YouTube channel yeah. on Uncle Waffles. That's, that's, that's coming great. out soon. Um, but anyway, going back to the Grammys, uh, imagine that, uh, which, um, these acts that we've mentioned have managed to do. Yeah. Coupled with, um, black coffees win. Because now there's also going to be a spotlight on South African DJs and music, uh, which you mentioned. They they have to take advantage of this. Yes, and and I think that brings me to my next question. Before we just leave this one out, what are you thinking about um, the Ama piano scene now? Because I remember last year around this time, I mean around September, when we were just talking about you know while the nominations were still there, submission and whatever, I had this thought that the Academy needs to hear what Ama Piano is doing in terms of the dance scene uh, in South Africa and actually how it has been able to travel and become viral throughout the world. Now, I'm just going to just ask you very, very shortly, do you see this one changing now? Do you see this Black Coffee win as a thing that is going to even propel Ama Piano even further? Or is this, is this just going to be uh, for house uh, and deep house music? Well, I think um, it will definitely uh, propel Ama Piano um, further, uh, but maybe not 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 as directly as um, that might sound. Um, since Ama Piano in itself, really, uh, a lot of its origins are deep house. Deep house um, people are going to be looking at it because they just think, think of uh, Google searches, right? What is somebody going to Google? Um, somebody who doesn't know what's out there in South Africa, but um, wants to know what's out there. They're probably going to Google black coffee himself, which is fine, but they're also probably going to do a search like um, what music is popular in South Africa. And what's likely going to come up right now is South Africa is Amapiano. Yes, Amapiano, 100%. And then they're going to check it out because you see a lot of smart people in the industry, they, this could be DJs, this could be ARs, whatever the case may be. If they think that there's something that they need to find out, they're just going to do their research. And Google will give you everything. 
So if they do such a Google search, Amapiano is highly SEO'd at the moment. It's it's positioned as the prime genre, which has infiltrated the rest of Africa and um, some parts of the world. I heard a Brazilian Amapiano song. I can't remember what it is, but a Brazilian Amapiano song, which is weird, bro. Brazilian. Brazilian I'm a piano song. Uh, so that genre is prime. But I think what they need to do to really make it work is to uh, work on their own brands, to um, cater to different markets so that they can they can be uh, marketable or uh, exportable uh, outside just as 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 brands, somewhat like what major league DJs did. Because I was thinking about the major league DJs thing, because when major league DJs um, really uh, blew up within the last uh, couple of years because of Amapiano, they were uh, putting out Amapiano projects, but they were not the names people were talking about in the Amapiano scene. True, true. But because they leveraged social media um, and they did some great brand partnerships as well that elevated them and made them visible to the world, they, 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 they're the ones that actually really started touring um, outside of South Africa the most, like uh, going to like UK and stuff like that, well before some even bigger names uh, in the Amapiano scene. So yeah, that's what they need to do. Uh, they need. They also need to work to take advantage of it. But I think it's a yes. Uh, Amapiano is here to stay, bro. Nice to hear that. So I think we 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 just finished with that, which is definitely a big, big, big news, uh, and actually a very huge win for Black Coffee for South Africa and for Deep House uh, music genre. So let's move slightly to what was supposed to be i remember we we had asked this question just hours before uh the grammy's session and that was uh whether um whiskey was going to win uh the category for global music uh or angelikijo between the two and i'm just want i just want to give the listener context that uh, um whiskey made in lagos was nominated alongside mother nature by angelikijo uh Made and uh, Femi Kuti Legacy Plus, which is just a combination of um, two albums, one from Femi Kuti, known as Stop the Hate, and another one by uh, Made Kuti, known as Forward. So these are just two albums, so they bundled them together and they called them Legacy Plus. Uh, Rocky Daumi, mm-hmm. uh, Voice of Voice of Bon Bon Volume 1, and Daniel Ho and Friends in, a, in, a, in, a, in, an, in an orchestra. So... These were five different records and you might say they sounded very, very different with the exception, of course, uh, Daniel Ho, this is an orchestra. So this will sound like an orchestra. But a record that for me came closer to sounding like a world record was Legacy Plus, the one with um, Femi and uh, Made Kuti. And this... I'm saying it sounded like um, global world global world music because of the influence the influences inside it. Uh, Made and Femi are both very very good saxophonists, and they just really did Afrobeat on top of this particular body of work. Even the themes in Legacy Plus are those that we might say you know government um, or 
people talking about or talking to their government. So pretty much themes that are mostly political. So the album is mostly political when you listen to it. But this mm-hmm. is like where mm-hmm. uh, I found this theory to uh, to really not hold water for this year's uh, re- I mean like for this year's nominations because when you listen to what uh, Angeliki Mother Nature and Wizkids made in Lagos the sound pattern the sound palette for me sounded the same did you find the same thing uh, in these two albums somewhat yes and I'm also not surprised because if you look at Mother Nature, just look at um, the collaborations. <laughs> just look at the collaborations on there. Um, you're going to get your Burner Boy, Yemiala uh, Day, Mr. Easy, Shunguzo, Sampa the Great, come on, Blue Lab Beats. And Blue Lab, shout out to Blue Lab Beats, by the way. Um, they've got such an eclectic sound. But does it surprise you that she basically took her own style and married it with um, some amazing young acts in 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 the Afrobeat scene, but in the African scene uh, specifically. I think that's where you get the similarities because she didn't want to just create another Angelique Kijo album, especially. Um, considering what happened in 2020 when everybody was like, Brenner Boy going to take this one. <laughs> and he didn't. I think she also wanted to show that she's got way more in the locker than we think she does. I, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you with that in, in that particular point. And this is the thing that came to me was this album, as much as it is Anjali Kijo, I had like maybe two thoughts in this that she decided to make it with very, very young talent in the continent. So that, for example, if she wins this one, it's the way of her saying, I am giving you an opportunity to listen to these other talents. You know, because when she won and Burnham Boy was there, she just said that I'm dedicating this particular uh, award to the young um, African musicians. But now she decided to pull them to her and they created music together. It sounds very popish to me, not necessarily um, what I would say a normal Angeliki sound will be, but very, very yeah. popish. Even the beats, they're very, very pop. And that is the thing that I'm like, okay, what made this particular record win and not made in Lagos? You know, if you just remove uh, those beats and that sound signature, because made in Lagos if we just listen to it plainly, we are hearing a lot of sax in there. We are hearing these very mellow uh, tunes and it's just a very nice and very soothing record and a very, very brilliant record, so to say, but it has a very signature style to it that isn't far off from what Angeli Kijo made given the circumstances and given the, the surroundings of what these two artists were trying to make. So, to me, it looks like just Angeli Kijo got this one because maybe she was in a position that maybe the Academy already knows her that much, you know, or maybe she was able to transcend 
how she normally makes her music into incorporating a very popular style and still being able to create music that people can listen to, you know, people can really still enjoy and not necessarily what she was used to make in the first place, even though there are many, many uh, theories that are going around with regards to why she won this particular award. I think you're right. Think about it this way, Mark. What's the other aspect about this album, which is um, uh, unlike all the other albums? She's the one person that married so many different styles onto her own style. Even WizKid's album, I don't think there was... You see, when WizKid collaborates with um, Tim's, to me, that's a natural fit. Yeah. They're always going to find a way to gel because they're within the same realm of music. True. When Angelique Kijo makes a song with Ghetto Boy and Blue Lab Beats, that's a WTF moment and makes it work. Yeah. When Angelique Kijo um, uh, partners with Earth Gang and makes it work, that's a WTF moment because based on all her Grammy wins and her projects, which is like she's got plenty of those, people were expecting a certain sound. True. That is very true. And people did not get that particular sound. And to me, from a technical standpoint, which is one of the uh, criteria um, for selecting who, who wins or who's better than the other, not necessarily in, in those words, but who deserves to take um, this award. Angelique Kijo actually did some serious legwork to get to this point. Serious leg, legwork. And that's, those are some of the points that's, that set this album apart um, compared to uh, to, to his kids and even stylistically, bro, Angelique Kijo and Shunguzo, bro. That's a lethal combination. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like the worlds she put together for this album, only Angelique Kijo could do something like that and really pull it off. So I think there was a lot more to it than what, um, people realize because when you actually peel the layers, you see that, um, you know, um, she, she bridged so many um, gaps and she actually set the platform for all these artists to potentially get this award in the future. And my money is on Shunguzo, not because she's Zimbabwean, but I think she has what it takes to get to the very, very top. I mean, Bob Bernaboy has already won it. Um, Yemiela did totally like, I think if she, if she really wanted to work on getting a Grammy for her own project, she could do it. And to me, that's the difference, bro. Kids Made in Lagos is a phenomenal album, phenomenal album, but it's even more phenomenal to you and me because we know Kids journey and we know how much he dug deep from the very questionable um, mixing and mastering on Joro, which was in 2019, to do this in 2020. Yeah. That was a big jump. That it was a huge. huge jump. But we cannot expect those in the Recording Academy to have that same context for WizKid's music. That's why we appreciate Made in Lagos way more 
But then when when they are looking at it, because when they look at it, I don't think they look at it like, oh, what's WizKid's career like? Um, how did he sound on Holla at your boy compared to this? He, they're not going to look at that. They're just looking at Made in Lagos as a project and they're going to compare it with Femi Kuti and Made Kuti. They're going to compare it with Daniel Ho. They're going to compare it with Rocky Downey. And they're going to compare it with Angelique Kijo, side by side, basically. MJ, in the, in the, in the, in the same spirit, right? In the same spirit. Do you think yeah. that uh, WizKid wanted to use the formula that Burnaboy used last year to win? Because if you ask me, um, Burnaboy is twice as tall that gave him the Grammy last year was a record that sounded different from every other record that year. And it was really um, a, the black sheep in the project side. And its sound is not so different from what WizKid has produced. And it was, I think, at that particular point, a light bulb bombing that an Afrobeats project can win a Grammy. So what do you think happened this year? I mean, like we have said that Angelique Kijo produced a very stellar project, right? But is it going to be this jumping sides, you know, we can't really have the true formula because I think after Burner Boy had won a Grammy last year, this triggered a certain sense that an Afrobeats project can also win. And of course, after the nomination had arrived and the success of Essence, this might have been something that triggered that. What do you, what do you say about that one? I'd say if Whiskey was trying to use the Burner Boy formula, that was the first mistake. <laughs> That's what I think. If he was trying to do that, I don't think he was. Um, but uh, I would, I would also put it as obviously um, he was cognizant of the fact that you know you can actually win this with um, an Afrobeats project. Given Whiskey has already already won his Grammy, bro. He's good. Uh, so I, I don't know how much he needs this, but. I think maybe uh, he did not quite take Burner Boy's formula anyway, because if you saw what happened with Burner Boy, pretty much after he lost, his PR machine started moving thanks to his to his um, uh, links with Diddy, and they were clearly making a play for the next Grammys. I don't know how the link with Diddy came about, but that link with Diddy helped big time. Because you could see Diddy also had a plan when, 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 when talking about Burner Boy's project, everything they were doing on social, um, trying to promote it, the sound, um, and everything else. There was a certain pressure he was applying, a certain influence he was commanding. I don't think that happened with with uh, Whiskey's project at any point. I didn't see that level of endorsement from somebody who I would think is super influential within the recording academy to some point. I totally I totally agree with with you on that one and I think uh I'm just going to add this. I think I've said this multiple times, but I'm going to just say uh, a project that I 
definitely, definitely wanted to see in the nomination. And I, and I don't know why it didn't appear. Was the Project Africa victim by M. Du Mokhtar. And this particular project, I think, if it was going to be there, it would have been a record that um, removes all these questions around um, who was supposed to be a clear winner. Because when you listen to Africa Victim, the themes and everything around it are very, very different also. But also the source behind the music, how the music came about. Everything about Africa Victim was speaking uh, a Grammy nomination, you know, as crazy as that one sounds. But to me, it was going to be a project that I was expecting 100% to see. If I think I'm not seeing it this year, uh, in 2022, I might see it in 2022 nomination for 2023, hopefully, you know, because they've also released the deluxe version of the album already that coincides with uh, uh, this particular year. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing it uh, being nominated for that, which is, of course, is going to be months away. And there might be new competitors in the scene, but I do believe this particular project would have been a very nice uh, addition also. And, um, you know, trying to cut all these ties about the, um, about the grabbing. And so before we, we, we finish, because I think I wanted to just make it very, very short, but very, very concise. I have seen a certain pattern that I don't really think is something to pay extra attention to, but it is there. And this is uh, the Obama's uh, Spotify playlist that he posts around, I think, August or something every year. And if you look at that particular list and you come and look at the Grammy winners, you're going to see certain correlations between what Obama posted and what appears to be either the, nomina either the nominees or the winners in this um, year's uh, Grammys. So there is a certain thing there, maybe playlisting or whatever, or it is the influence that Obama has on the music scene, or he just plainly listens to good music enough to command that particular attention. But I think, I just think, you know, it's just a, an idea that came up that, you know, maybe if you find yourself in Obama's list, you might find yourself uh, in, a, in, a, in a Grammy nomination list. So I want to close with what you hold very, very dear to. And I know this is the idea that the Grammys were not necessarily African. And I just want you to expound on that particular concept so that we can just close on that and how you see African musicians can be awarded, you know, in a very rightful way here at home. Yeah, interesting, interesting um, way to close this one off. Um, first of all, uh, yeah, if um, the Obama playlist is anything to go by, um, I think next year, Coffee is going to win the reggae. Um, Grammy, but we'll wait and see. Anyway, the African Awards. Bro, this is the thing. The Grammys were never set up for, for Africans. Never. And this is also why when all these other um, awards happen, like the um, Best Global Music Performance, Best Dance Album, whatever, they're never televised, bro. 
we only hear about it. They they nominated, I don't know, at 11 a.m. in the morning. They, they, they're given the thingy at 11 a.m. in the morning when nobody cares and nobody's looking um, at these Grammys and everything else. It's like an afterthought. And this is the thing. To me, it makes me realize that they did it as a, almost like um, some of these categories are like, you know, like when it's like, look, what can we do to shut these people up and make them seem like they got something um, out of this? I mean, they do get something out of this, but without really giving them everything. To me, that shows if it's not televised, that means the Recording Academy does not care too much about it. Those are not the awards that they really want to give. Simple, straightforward. But anyway, it was never meant for Africans. What I think should happen is Africa honestly really needs to either set up or resuscitate an awards um, platform like the Koda Awards, for example. Those are very popular. Those are very esteemed. I don't even know what happened to them. Uh, maybe lack of funding or whatever. You know how that goes. Yeah. But we need to establish our own gold standard, which is 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 also um, going to give the opportunity to, um, you know, all my, all, all music intellects from across the the continent to also. Uh, bring about um, their own um, uh, spin to this. A lot of African projects go unrecognized on the on the African scale, and a lot of African talents go unrecognized on the African uh, platform simply because we are too filtered in our own little corners. Your beat your. Uh, Lucophone, Francophone, um, Anglophone, and then just within our own countries. We don't really have anything that's putting us together properly uh, to celebrate the fantastic work that's been happening on the continent and the steps that have been taken um, to get us to the point where we are in African music. African music cannot... Um, make the most of of um, this mileage and it cannot celebrate the great work if it's constantly seeking validation from foreign platforms that are celebrating their own people. That will never work. I don't think the Grammys will ever lose their esteem. I think for a lot of artists and producers and whatever the case may be, they will always want that Grammy. And they, the Grammys can remain like, yo, if you make a Grammy, if you get a Grammy, um, then you, you've totally like, you've, you've, you've captured everything. It's like uh, winning the World Cup. That's your Grammy. But you can still have your Euros. You can have your Copa America. You can have your um, AFCON. You need that within your own section of the world to really celebrate the talents that are there or else the same people will keep winning. Um, you know, uh, the, those, the gatekeepers remain the same. Um, and you always miss out because you don't have platforms that celebrate you. So Africa needs an awards platform, man. It needs it urgently, but something sustainable. We don't want, 
something that's going to be set up today and then in three years' time, we don't even know what happened. We need something that's going to be established, something that's going to stand the test of time and something that's going to take into account um, everything that's happening, the context within the industry where the people selecting the winners and everything else actually understand and know um, why these people are being celebrated. I think on that note, uh, we can definitely just say we are done with this one because you have summarized everything very, very nicely to just close it up. And I'm just extending my thanks. Thank you very much for agreeing to join me on such a very short notice to just talk about this particular one. I always uh, value value your presence in these kinds of conversations because I know you're one, one person that we can talk about music even for hours and then still <laughs> still find some objectivity in it, even though uh, most of the times I say uh, awards are disappointing. And when it comes to music, some objections really go out of the way and it becomes very, very subjective. So thank you very much, MJ. And Thanks, Mark. We, can, we can really just plug the podcast here really, really quickly. You can tell us uh, what is the latest episode on your podcast that you're doing so that people can follow and um, uh, listen to it and also follow you on Twitter because today you have been writing some very deep thoughts about these awards. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess I'll start with my Twitter handle, which is MJ Wemoto. So M-J-W-E-M-O-T-O. Catch me there. I'm always up for a chat about anything, really. Um, and... Yeah, check out the the podcast that I host, the African Album Review Podcast. Um, the latest episode is for uh, Rema's debut album, uh, Raven Roses, which, yo, it's fire. Not to give too much away, but um, yeah, do check it out and check out the YouTube channel as well. But otherwise, Mark, thanks for this. Uh, always good to chop it up with you. And um, yeah, we're going to do this even, even more often, so... Thank you very much, brother. Let me wish you a very nice time wherever you are. And hopefully we'll catch up very, very soon. Thank you very much. Ah, I'm at work, bro. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> talk to you when you talk to you, man. All right. Cheers, bro. That was MJ Wemoto, son of Zimbabwe. We were just chopping it up about the Grammys and our takes. I do hope that you enjoy listening to our takes, whatever comments you might have, you can definitely just drop them on our Twitter handles. Mine is at MC Ngotonie and MJ is at MJ Wamoto. Reach us there. We have tried to write about this and now we just decided to talk about this. Till next time, this one was for 30 minutes with Mark, but I think today we have exceeded maybe for 12 minutes or so. So, bear with us. Till next time, this was the special Grammy episode. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.